Praise the Lord. Welcome in to another Sower of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson. And as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And just continue to remember our nation and our our president, our president-elect, and all the, all the people that has to do with making our laws and everything, that the Lord will just be with them and just have his way in their life. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Lord, for this another day, another beautiful day, dear God. Lord, I thank you for life, and I thank you for health, dear God, and I thank you for being with us, dear God, every step of the way that we have been today. Lord, I praise you and I glorify you for always being with us and always leading God and directing us and teaching us, dear God, as we go. And God, I thank you, Lord, for this privilege to go out by way of this this podcast. God, I just pray, Lord, that you will just bless this podcast, God, that you will use it for your glory, dear God, to help people to get closer to you and to learn more of you, dear God. And Lord, I just pray for our government and our our president-elect and our president, dear God, Lord, that you would just continue to have your way and lead God, direct them, dear God, in that way that you would have them to go. Lord, I just praise you and I glorify you for everything. For it's in Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to be in the the last chapter of Numbers, which is chapter 36. And uh, we'll be finishing up the book of Numbers. Um, and we'll be going on into to Deuteronomy next. I, I hope you have enjoyed uh, being with us and, and uh, enjoyed the teachings. I know I'm not the best teacher it ever was, but I do follow the Lord and, and let him give me the insight so that I can tell you. But uh, starting in verse 36, and our chapter 36, verse 1, and the chief fathers of the families of the children of Gilead, the sons of Machir, the sons of Manasseh, of the families of the sons of Joseph, came near and spake up before Moses and before the princes, the chief fathers of the children of Israel. And they said, The Lord commanded my Lord to give the land for an inheritance by lot to the children of Israel, and my Lord was commanded by the Lord to give the inheritance of Zophilad, our brother, unto his daughters. And if they be married to any of the sons of the other tribes of the children of Israel, then shall their inheritance be taken from the inheritance of our fathers and shall be put to the inheritance of the tribe whereunto they are received. So shall it be taken from the lot of our inheritance." Now then, uh, last I guess the last two or three times that the people has come to Moses, they have come to Moses and Aaron, and they have come to them calmly and doing things in order and asking questions in a calmly manner instead of complaining and, and griping and, and uh, causing a big scene and everything. So... We're going. We're going to chalk one up for the Israelites because they they have learned to how to go about getting a request heard and getting a request answered, and it's not by uh, murmuring and complaining and all that. So 
the daughters of Zophilhad had came to Moses and said that since their father died, that uh, they thought that the inheritance that uh, their father should have gotten would go to them. Well, Moses told, basically told them, said, well, that's a good question, and said, I will, I will give you that answer. And he went to the Lord and presented the question to the Lord, and the Lord told him, said, uh, they said, well, said, uh, and in other words, they made it a law that if a father die and has no sons, then his, his inheritance goes to his daughters. And if you don't have any daughters, it goes on down the line uh, to a kins, kinsman. Uh, but now then, uh, the princes, the people of the tribe that these daughters were, of, of Joseph, that these daughters were associated with, come to Moses with, with another question. And they had they had a right to come to Moses. They had they had all the right in the world to come to Moses and ask this and ask this question because uh, it was it was a very good question and it was something that needed be, needed to be answered. But they they asked Moses said, "All right, Moses, if uh, this land goes to our daughter uh, to these women, and they marry outside of." Uh, their tribe, then their inheritance will actually go with them to the tribe of their husband. And they said, you know, then this worried them because this was going to later on in time was going to cause a big confusion because the uh, the tribes were going to be all jumbled up and everything, and, and sooner or later nobody knows what, what tribe they're in or who they belong to or nothing else. And they said, and even if, uh, said, and in the year Jubilee, he said, if anything happens in the year Jubilee, this still will not come back to our tribe that they will still go to the tribe of whoever they marry and the lord told moses uh, that uh, they needed let me read that and moses commanded the children of israel according to the word of the lord saying this is verse five uh, the tribe of the sons of joseph had said well this is a thing which the Lord doth command concerning the daughters of Zophilhad, saying, Let them marry to whom they think best, only to the family of the tribe of their father shall they marry. So shall not the inheritance of the children of Israel remove from tribe to tribe, for every one of the children of Israel shall keep himself to the inheritance of the tribe of his fathers. And every daughter that possesses an inheritance in any tribe of the children of Israel shall be wife unto one of the family of the tribe of her father, that the children of Israel may enjoy every man the inheritance of his father. In other words, they can marry uh, whomever they choose to, but it will have to be within their father's tribe. They cannot go outside of uh, their tribe and marry. And this this will uh, eliminate a lot of confusion. It will eliminate a lot of uh, 
heartaches and, and differences and uh, scuffles and uh, arguments and all this later on down the line because everybody is going to be in their rightful tribes and in their rightful place, and it's not going to be all jumbled up. You know, sometimes we we get to the point to where that we have uh, differences of agreements with each other, and even in my family, sometimes we we argue and we have differences in agree of, of uh, agreements and things like that. But you know, the thing about it is, is we still we always stick together. We'll be mad and we'll stay away from something from them for a while and and uh, you know nobody gets angry or anything like that really they just sort of go away and soak for a while and then uh, everything's everything's fine after a while you know you know how families are and you know this this is the way that it was. It wasn't meant to be exactly like that, but it was meant to keep everything inside the family. It, it didn't mean to, for all your arguments and all the things that goes on in the family to be broadcast all over the world. And this is this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to keep the tribes together, the families together, and, and keep them from getting all mixed up and jumbled up and everything. They, The Lord said that, yes, said the, the daughters of Zophlahad, had uh, said well because they actually deserved their father's inheritance since he didn't have any sons. And uh, they, and matter of fact, when the daughters went to Moses and, and Aaron and asked Moses and Aaron about this and, Mo, and Moses went to the Lord and got a answer from the Lord, there was a whole new set of rules that were laid down. Now then, uh, on that basis of the rules, the 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 tribe of uh, Manasseh went to uh, Moses and said, "Now then, Moses said that this has been said. What happens if?" And they took the time to calmly go in and sit down and seek an audience with Moses and ask Moses this question. This is one of those questions that more than likely. I'm going to say that they took to the princes of the the ones that was over the thousand, the ones that was over the five hundred and the fifty, and so on. They took this question to them, and they may not have had an, an answer for it, you know. And as we talked about that, when the Lord set that up, it's like our court system today. You go to one court, and if you don't get a judgment or or uh, the judgment that they've given you don't like, you can take you can take it to the next court, all the way up to the Supreme Court. Well, Moses was basically the Supreme Court. He's the one that, uh, when whatever he said, it came from the Lord, and that was the final saying. There was no appeals or nothing else like that. So they may have took this to the others the other judges, and was not able to get an answer. So they kept moving up through the ranks, and finally they came up to Moses and told Moses, said, hey, we've got a question that we would like to have answered one way or the other. And this may have been something that Moses and nobody else had thought about. And so, you know, you know, in our in our life, there is things that come, even in our Christian living, there is things that comes up in our life that we 
have not been taught about and we have not heard about. So, you know, this is when we have to start uh, looking for answers. And, you know, one of the, the best places to go to get answers is uh, the two best places is the Word of God and to the Jesus himself. And the Lord can give you your answer in many different forms. Uh, he can do that uh, through his word, through other people, uh, through uh, speaking to you directly. But he will give you an answer to it. It may not be right now, but it will be. He will give it to you. And so Moses basically put it in my own words. He said, I don't know. I will inquire of the Lord, and I will let you know what he tells me. So he went and he asked the Lord about this. So here comes another set of rules down because this was brought up. See, we, we, we don't know it all and we haven't been through it all, but when we get to that point of where that we, we go through something and, and we find out that, that maybe somebody else went through a similar thing or, or something, then we, we, start at, we start getting curious and we start wanting to know, well, exactly what would happen if. And that's where the tribe of Manasseh was at. What, what would happen if? So they went to Moses and told Moses, said, listen, said, I know that you all give the inheritance to the daughters. That's good. But if these daughters marry outside of their tribe, their inheritance is going to go to that tribe because even though it was their inheritance, when they married, it automatically went to the males because they were in charge. And then he told then Moses, the Lord told Moses, said, you tell them that these women are not to marry did the women that has land, has a possession, has an inheritance, cannot marry outside of their family, of their family tribe, their father's tribe. So they have to marry within their father's tribe. Um, verse 9, Neither shall the inheritance remove from one tribe to another tribe, but every one of the tribes of the children of Israel shall keep himself to his own tribe. Even as the Lord commanded Moses, so did the daughters of Zelophehad. For Mela, Tizra, Hogla, and Milcah, and Noah, the daughters, the daughters of Zelophehad, were married unto their father's brother's sons, and they were married into the families of the sons of Manasseh, the son of the families as the son of Joseph, and their inheritance remained in the tribe of the family of their fathers. These are the commandments and the judgments which the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses unto the children of Israel in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho. So here we, we have some, some new commandments that are laid down. And like I said, if as long as you're living for the Lord and you're going forward and you're wanting to grow and to, to prosper in the name of the Lord, there is going to be things that's going to come up in your life that you don't have the answers for. And you, you need to seek after these answers because the Bible says for those, 
Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. So, you know, we, we're going to have to uh, inquire. Uh, we, can, we can go to our pastors. We can go to our Sunday school teachers. We can go to another Christian brother or sister. Uh, there's many, many, many avenues of where that we can go to get answers. But our, your best, uh, the best thing to do, but when you come up with these questions is still off somewhere by yourself and, and, and ask the Lord these questions. And then when you go ask someone else, the Lord may be dealing with them to give you the answer that you need, or he may give it directly to you through his word or by speaking uh, to you. But, you know, we've got to have faith in the Lord and we've got to trust him enough that when we ask him anything, it doesn't matter what it is, when we ask him something, we've got to have enough faith to know that he's going to answer it in his way, in his time, and we have to accept what it is that he tells us to do. You know, the, the daughters of uh, Zelophehad could have said, you know, hey, it's our life and it's our possessions and we'll do with it what we want to and we'll marry who we want to and then we'll worry about the, the possession part of the land later. But no, they they did not do that because they, they, they had a... a a situation of their own and they went to Moses and Moses uh, told them exactly how it was going to be. So now then the, the men of um, the tribe of Manasseh went to Moses because they had a, uh, a question about the way that they moved on, on the daughters. So everybody done this in a very calm manner. And, you know, and everything worked out better than it would have if they had gotten angry and uh, started complaining and griping and going on. And they did not do that. And they, like I said, one or both of these instances may have started at the lowest point of the judges and moved all the way up through the judges and nobody could get an answer so they they and uh, so in the end they went before Moses and Moses went to the Lord and the Lord gave them their answer. You know, a lot of times we we have questions and and we go to our pastors and we go to our brothers and sisters and we go to our Sunday school teachers and and we don't we can't get a satisfactory answer. You know. We sometimes we have questions and we we have a an answer that we would like to receive on that question, but we in the end, if you are uh, living for the Lord and you're trusting in the Lord and everything, even though you uh, think you know the answer to that question and and this is the way that I would like for it to go, when the Lord tells you exactly what the answer is to that question, you know it so that you have to follow it no matter whether you really like it or not. And let me tell you, you're not always going to like the answers that the Lord gives you, but we have to accept them because he is the final say. 
there's no appeals to a higher court. There's no appeals to uh, someone else. Or, and if you do it any other way, you're going to get in trouble. So you might as well just go ahead and just do it exactly the way the Lord tells you to do it and not worry about it. He's always right. He's never wrong. He, he will never steer you wrong. Now then, we're going to start in Deuteronomy chapter 1. Now this is Moses. He is standing before the children of Israel, and he's recounting everything that has gone on in their life since they, they left Mount Sinai. And Moses... Moses remembers all this stuff that happened. He he hasn't forgotten nothing because a lot of this stuff he wrote down. And he, he he's wanting to remind the people here again, uh, the people needs to be reminded of just exactly what went on in their life. And, uh, you know, I've, I've said a lot of times, you know, we, we, we don't need to be looking back. But, you know, Every once in a while, we need we really need to look back. Not too long for those times when we were out in sin, but we need to look back because somebody has got a problem or somebody is going through something, and we had that same problem or went through that something that was very similar to what they're going through, and we, we need to look back and we need to see just exactly how the Lord worked and what we had to do to get us through that, that situation, get us to where that the Lord wanted us to be. And we need, we need to do that, but we don't need to long for those things. You know, Egypt or Israel, they, they have a really bad habit of looking back at, at the times that, that when they were in Egypt and actually longing for those times again because they said, I wish to God that we were back in Egypt, back back by the flesh pots and where we had plenty to eat and plenty to drink and all this. And they see, they, but the thing about it is, is they forgot all about all the persecutions and all the heartaches and, and all that stuff that they was going through. See, Satan don't want you to remember all the heartaches and all the bad things you went through when you was out in sin. He wants you to remember all the good times, all the happy times, all the all the parties with the friends and all the good times and everything that went on in your life. He wants you to remember those things. He don't want you to remember the bad stuff. He don't want you to remember all the fights, and he doesn't want you to remember the uh, the times that you wrecked your car because you was drunk. He don't want you to remember the times you came home late at night and and fallen down drunk, and you, and your wife was not there when she because she had took the kids and left you because she was tired of your drinking. He don't want us to see all that stuff. All the times that we got in a fight with our friends because we were drinking or on drugs or something he don't want us to know about he don't want us to remember all the times that we, the things that we've done to get money to buy our alcohol and buy our drugs and all that he don't want us to remember all that stuff he wants us to remember all the good things you know i've i've said this so many times but satan he paints us a pretty picture it, it's it's like some of the old West movies that you see, and you've got this this little bitty building, but you've got this huge storefront on it, and 
you, when you get around behind it, the building's real small, but in front of it, it looks huge. And this is the same way Satan is. He, he paints everything up to look real nice, but all the bad things, he's got all that stuff hid behind this, this fake, uh, fake storefront. He got it, got it hid to where you can't see it and don't want, don't want you to remember it. But that's what we've got to remember. We've got to remember the bad times. We've got to remember those as well as the good times. But, you know, when when after I really got saved and, and got out of sin and got to following the Lord, I wasn't really having any good times back then. I thought they were. But, you know, I have, I have a lot more fun. I have a lot more uh, peace and a lot more joy and a lot more contentment since I've been following the Lord and all that stuff that, that I did when I was out in sin and all those things that I thought was so good and so great and everything, they weren't, I look back now, they weren't that great really. They really wasn't that that, that much fun. They, I just thought they was. Like I said, Satan had a picture painted for me that, you know, this is what it, this is what it's like to, to live for me. It's all joy and happiness and partying and things like that. Man, he hides all the back stuff, all the bad stuff he hides. In chapter 1, Deuteronomy, These be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel, on this side Jordan in the wilderness, in the plain over against the Red Sea, between Paran and Tophel, and Levin and Hazroth and Dizahab. There are eleven days' journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir unto Kadesh Barina. And it came to pass in the fourteenth, in the fortieth year, in the eleventh month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spake unto all the children of Israel according unto all that the Lord had given him in commandment unto them. After he had slain Shion, the king of the Amorites, which dwelt in Heshbon, and Og, the king of Bashan, that dwelt at Ashtaroth, in Edra, on this side Jordan, in the land of Moab, began Moses to declare this law, saying, The Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb, saying, Ye have dwelt long enough in this mount. Turn ye and take your journey, and go to the mount of the Amorites, and unto the, all the places nigh thereunto, in the plain, in the hills, in the vale, and in the south, and by the seaside, to the land of the Canaanites, and unto Lebanon, and to the great river, the river Euphrates. Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give unto them and to their seed after them. And Moses is telling them, you know, he's, he's reiterating that um, that this is what the Lord had told us to do, and it was uh, it was a, a I lost my place. But anyway, he told them. He said, "We need to go in, and we need to possess this land, and we need to to drive out everybody that is in this, and and take this whole land from them." 
And the Lord told us that we could do it. And, you know, bless their hearts, they're just like we are today, or we are just like they are. Uh, we're both alike. We, we go so many times by our own emotions than we do by what the Lord tells us. You know, it is, it is literally impossible for me to go into a city the size of, uh, say, New York. It would be impossible for me by myself to go into that city and to take over that city. But on the other hand, if the Lord told me that he would give me that city, if I would go in and possess it and I went and I, I went and I done what he told me to do, the Lord would give me that city no matter how many people are in it. But me, it's impossible for me to do it. But me with the Lord, we can do it. There's nothing impossible with God. So, you know, I'm a child of God. So if he tells me I can do it, I can do it. And the children of Israel has still not got to the point to where that they fully trust God and fully have faith in God, like a lot of us are today. We say we trust God. We say we have faith in God, but we don't have we don't fully trust God and we don't fully have faith in the Lord because if we did, whenever he would tell us to do something, we would do it without hesitation. We wouldn't think about it. We would just go and do it. And this is where the children of Israel are at. They, they haven't got that faith. They, they really don't, they just really don't have enough faith in, the, in God and trusting God enough to do the, the will of God. And, and just like us today. And I look back on my life and I was in that same position many times during my lifetime because I did not trust, trust God and I did not have enough confidence in me to do the job. But see, I don't need confidence in me to do anything that God calls me to do. This is where we, we uh, steer ourselves wrong sometimes and uh, because we don't need the confidence. We don't need the ability to do what God wants us to do. We just need the ability to follow the Lord, trust in him, and let him lead and guide and direct us in the way that he wants us to go. And that way, whatever happens is going to be in his control and it will work out for his good. Not our good all the time, but for his good. Because, you know, it's, it's not about me. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. It's about following him. It's about doing his will. It's about, it's about us being about our father's business. Father's business being saving the lost, uh, healing those that are sick, ministering to those that are in need. Those, those, that is our job. That's what we need to be working in. And however that the Lord appoints us to do that job. Now, like I said, there's, there's many, many, many jobs and many different ways to do that job. 
And the Lord is going to appoint you to do a job and he is going to give you the way to do that job and he's going to give you the tools that you need to do that job and he's going to give you the training and train you in the way that he would have you do that job and if we <clears throat> if we will follow him and we will do the way that he wants us to do we'll never go wrong but we have to completely follow him and completely trust in him and and have complete faith in him and it's hard for us to do as earthly man. It's hard for us to do. It's hard for me to do. You know, it's hard for me to to completely and wholly and fully trust and, and have faith in the Lord because sometimes I want to be a realist. And sometimes I say, Lord, there is no way that I can do this. And all the time the Lord is telling me, you've got this. You and I can do this. <clears throat> Lean on me, trust me, and we'll get through this. And it takes a lot. It And, it, you know, the thing about it is, is the things that the Lord has called us to do and the jobs that he has given us, it takes us longer to learn how to do those jobs because we don't trust him, because we don't follow him. And we, we look at our own ability and we think, Lord, I can't do that because whatever our, our weaknesses are. And a lot of times, and I'm, I'm serious, a lot of times the Lord will call you to do a job that has everything to do with your weaknesses and, and so very little to do with your strong points. But in the end... He will bless you in a greater way if you will just give it over to him and, and to let him teach you and lead you the way that he wants you to go. And you'll be better off too. Because I, I tell you, 30 years ago, I, I would, 30, yeah, well, I'm going to say 40, 40 or 50 years ago, I would... I would have bet money that I have that I would never become a preacher. I would never become a singing a quartet, or I would have never uh, taught a Sunday school class. And at that time, uh, I don't think podcasts were even thought about. Uh, I would have bet money that I would have done none of those things because I I was as I've said before I was very shy and very backward. But the Lord took my weaknesses and taught me how to use my, my weaknesses for him. He gave me the boldness that I need to stand and to teach his word. He, he gave me the boldness I needed to stand, stand and sing his praises. He gave me the boldness that I need to, to stand and preach his word. Yes, it scared me to death the first time I ever stood up to bring a message. And, and it, it, it was a little bit easier with teaching because, um, you know, I was in front of a group of people, but it, 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 I don't know, it's different. The preaching is different from the teaching. There's still, there still needs to be a lot of studying and a, a, a lot of seeking God for the right words and everything, but there's a difference in it, uh, in the teaching and the preaching. And it's still just as intense. It's still just as serious. 
but uh, there's there's a difference. I can't explain it exactly. But the Lord gave me what I needed to do those jobs. And now then, I enjoy those jobs. I look forward to those jobs. I look forward to doing those things. I look forward to the, the times that I sit here and, and stare at this computer screen and, and talk to this microphone with nobody here but me and my wife. I enjoy these times. I enjoy standing up in front of a Sunday school class at church and, and teaching his word. And I really, I really enjoy it, uh, teaching Sunday school class when everybody gets involved in it and, and has their opinions also. Because it's, you see, it's not only my opinion that counts. Uh, as I, as I said before, and as I prayed a lot of times, Lord, let me plant a seed in somebody. Uh, just just that one little seed. Let me plant that seed. But Lord, now then that that seed is planted, we need we need somebody to to water that seed, and we need somebody to nurture that seed. See, it it just it's not a personal thing. It's a a body thing. We are the body of Christ. And we all need to work together. We're, we're different parts. We've got different jobs to do, but we're all of one body. And we should be about the, uh, the same goal. And, you know, it, it's, it would be hard for me if, if my, leg, my right leg wanted to be uh, the left hand and my left hand wanted to be my, uh, or my right hand wanted to be my left hand, it would, my, my body would not work correctly. But since when we put it all together and, and my right hand, it, it moves like it's supposed to as a hand and an arm and, and my leg and my foot, it, they moved exactly the way that they were formed to be moved. Everything works perfectly and I can walk and talk and do a job and, and all different things. And see, if, if the body of Christ, if one person decides that he don't like being a, a little toe, he wants to be... Uh, one of the fingers um, it throws the body off balance and this this is where we need to find out what the job is that the Lord wants us to do and we need to do it with gladness even though it is a lot it is very scary and, and very uh, I don't know I can't think, think of the word right now but it, it just it's one of those things where you know you're you're asking the Lord are you serious you want me to really do this? Oh, oh, let me tell you, I've asked the Lord that many a time. And even even, <laughs> even getting this podcast together and, and uh, studying up and, and watching videos and, and getting all this different uh, stuff from different places and everything, many, many times during the course of getting this thing launched, I asked the Lord, are you sure you want me to do this? Because you know, I'm like I said, I'm I'm not real, I'm not real smart when it comes to computers. I know some stuff, but I know I know less about what the, that I should know. But the Lord, the Lord would tell me, this is what I want you to do. I've, I've shed a lot of tears on on getting this thing launched and. And I asked God. I had to ask the Lord to forgive me for many times because of my failures and and not being able to. I would set, I would set uh, 
goals for myself I, that I wanted this thing launched on this date. And it would come up to that date, and I was not ready for that date. And I felt like I failed. But, you know, that was goals that I set for myself. That's not goals that the Lord told me. You know, he did not tell me that he wanted this thing up and running on this date. And I, those are my own goals. So I, I failed myself. I didn't actually fail God. Because God didn't give me no time limit. Because he knows me. Excuse me. And he knew it was going to take me some time to get this thing together. And he was very patient with me. And he put up with all my my crying and blubbering and going on. But we got it together. And we we are doing it. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to change a lot of things on it. And I'm not really sure how. But uh, I've got to, got to figure some things out. Because I want this to... to relate the Lord and not, not just me. You know, I want this to be something that, that God could be proud of. I want some, this to be something the Lord could be proud of because I'm, this is his podcast. I'm just, I'm just the one that's, that's being the instrument that he speaks to it. it it's not me. It's, it's Jesus. And I want him to shine through this thing. And I want him to be the one that everybody sees in this and not me. Because really, next week, if you don't know my name, I'm fine with that. That's fine with me. But don't never, ever forget the name of Jesus. Don't never forget who he is. Don't never forget what he can do for you. Don't ever let anybody tell you that he's dead because he is very much alive. I guarantee you he's alive. I know for a fact that he's alive. I tell you what, if if some of the people, if some of you all that are listening to this could be in my room in the mornings when I come in here after I, I get things together, I'll come in here and I'll pray and, and I'll study and everything. And if you could be in here and, and see me do some of the things that I do, you you would think that I am totally nuts. I have lost all my senses whatsoever. But let me tell you something. Some of those things that people would think that I do that is just totally crazy, I have got some of my greatest blessings doing them. Yeah, they're, they're a little off the wall, but let me tell you, uh, the Lord was in them, and he moved in a great and a mighty way. Let me tell you one I done the other day. This is this is this one is a good one. I have two desk chairs in my in my office, what do you want to call it, study. And one of them I bought one and the cylinder that makes it go up and down was bad, so I, I was gonna send it back and they just refunded me my money, told me to keep it, so I ordered another one. So both of them are in here. Well, the other day I started to get down and kneel down and pray at the footstool where I usually pray at. And I just felt like I just needed to sit where I was at. And I started talking to the Lord. And the next thing I, I got all the clothes that are usually piled in that one extra chair. I got all those clothes out and I laid those on the footstool. I rolled that chair out in the middle of the floor here in my study. And I talked to that chair. And let me tell you something. <laughs> you ain't never felt the Lord like I felt that morning 
Because when I rolled that chair out there in the floor and, and, and told the Lord to sit down there, I wanted to talk to him for a little while. He filled his place up from one corner to the other. There was, there was not a, a, a place in this room that wasn't filled with his glory. I had me some good time. I had a good time talking to the Lord that morning. And we cried, and, and, and i tell you what, he, he blessed me in a great and a mighty way. I do things like that because I, I feel like that's what I need to do. And it's just people, say, well, the Bible tells us to come out from among the world, and it tells us to be a peculiar people. And I'll tell you what, if you ever saw me, you would think that I was real peculiar. But I tell you, it's, don't let people dictate what you do don't let people dictate how you serve the lord don't let people dictate to you what to think about the lord you let the lord dictate to you how he wants to be served and how he wants to be praised and how he wants to be worshiped and you follow him and don't worry about what everybody else thinks because in the end when everything is said and done, it's not the people that's going to save your soul. It's not the people that's going to send you to heaven or hell. It's Jesus himself. He's the one that has the final say in where we go and where we spend eternity. Now then, we need to figure out exactly what we need to do to please him and to stay on his good side and do what he wants us to do. So when it comes time for us to stand before him, He's going to look at us and say, enter ye in to the joys of the Lord. He's going to look over at the Father. When we walk up in front of him and we, and we, and we walk up there to be judged, he's going to look over at his Father and say, Father, this is one of ours. Oh, what a time that's going to be. When we stand there and Jesus looks over at God and says, Father, this is one of ours. God's going to look at you and say, enter you in the joy of the Lord. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It's that final destination, that final resting place. Yes, it's going to be a place of rest because we, we won't have to work anymore. We won't have to, we won't have to, we don't even have to sleep anymore. It's, it's, it's going to be one continual day forever. And we're going to be in, in perfect peace no tears, no heartaches, nothing like that. It's going to be worth it all. But we've got some work to do here first. And we we need to wake up. We need to splash some water on our, our spiritual faces. And we, we need to put on the whole armor of God. And we need to go out and we need to do battle against Satan. Because Satan's on his job and Satan's people are on their jobs. Now children of God, Christians, it's time we get on Jesus and be about his business and lifting him up. I thank you all for listening. I hope you got something out of this. And until next time, may God bless you. <laughs>